You all know the Torah. Torah. Let's get this thing going. As I used to say when I was on the air DJ, and let's get moving in the groove, right? I love y'all. I missed y'all. And I hope you had a wonderful and blessed day. If it's your first time joining me, I go by the name of Tornado. I come in to educate and hopefully inspire healing of the mind, body, and spirit that may have been damaged from abuse-related traumas, from a faith-based perspective. Important to put that in, faith-based perspective. Faith is high around here. Hey, Mother Sandra, hey, Mel. Looks like I saw a strong fight come in. Everybody's coming into the building. I hope you guys are doing great. You know it's Tuesday, right? So what else? other than to put together a lesson tonight on testimony. Testimony Tuesday, right? So tonight we're going to talk about forgotten stones. And you may be some forgotten stones. Well, you know how I do it. I'm going to tie it in tornado style. Uh, forgotten stones. Keep telling the story. Keep telling your testimony. And I've done teachings before. If you go back in some of my prior broadcasts, talking about how important it is to tell your story that key in your story, something that you have to say may be the key that unlocks the prison that someone else feels trapped in. So make sure you tell your story. We're going to look at some passages of scripture tonight and look at how, um, the story started, the story ended, and what happened about midway through the story, right? So I want to start out, and I'm actually going to start at the very end of the 66 books, and then we, I'm going to work my way back. We're going to do this thing tornado style, the only way that I know how to do it, right? The way that God um, ordained and divined on me to do it, the only way that I can do it, right? So we're going to start in Revelations, and we're going to start with Revelations 12 and 11, right? And y'all know I love my new King James Version. Mel, I love you, but I can't do the this thouest tonight. <laughs> so we're going with the new King James Version, right? Revelations 12 and 11. And that goes and it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Hey, Michael, glad to see you. Um, been a long time. Glad to see you. I hope everything's been well. So Revelations 12 and 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death, right? So saying they defeated Satan, right? Cause we're starting to, uh, for those just coming in, we're starting at the end and I'm going to work this back to the beginning, um, in the 66 books. So looking at that and saying that they love, welcome, welcome kingdom, uh, ambassador, Glad to have everybody coming in. So they overcame the enemy with the blood of the lamb and their testimony and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. They weren't afraid to die. They told their testimony. They spoke of the blood of the lamb. Amen. Powerful, powerful passage of scripture. And so I'm going to tie that in once we um, get to the end of this, right? So now I want to jump over to Joshua. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Hey, there's Natasha coming in. We're going to jump back now and go up to Joshua, the book of Joshua. And I want to start in chapter three, and I'm going to kind of mingle and go through chapters three and four. We're going to talk about forgotten stones, how important, important it is to tell your testimony and, and, and the things that can happen. And, <laughs> 
when we hold back in that story, right? When the story gets lost, when translations get mixed up, when things get forgotten. So let's look at it. We know in Joshua starting in chapter three, and I want to jump down and start at verse seven. Let's look at it here. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you have come, oops, when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan, right? So, and I don't want to read all of it because, you know, those passages are kind of long. So basically in three, you know, God's giving the instruction and saying, okay, I want you to take the Ark. I want you to go to the Jordan. And, you know, they ended up, standing in the middle of it right and he the water you know kind of like when Moses with the Red Sea was parted so kind of the same thing moves forward with Joshua right so the people of Israel need to get through they need to get across the the river Jordan so the water is held up he holds up the water holds it back so that they can cross once they get through he tells them if we look here um, and move it forward to uh, chapter 4 and and it came to pass, chapter, uh, Joshua 4, verse 1, and it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe and command them saying, take yourselves 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. So then if you jump down to verse six, Joshua four and six, it says that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer. Thank you. Thank you, male Joshua four, one. Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. So this was a story for them to continue passing down. You know how you have different things in your house and people come over or, you know, nieces, nephews, grandchildren come over and they're like, well, auntie, what's this? Grandmama, what's this? Grandpa, what's this right here for? And you start reminiscing and telling the story. So that was the purpose of God telling them, take those stones and place them. And when they come along, when the, the future children of Israel come along and ask, <coughs> excuse me, what are these stones for? It's so you can remember and tell them about this moment. Glorify my name. Tell them what your God did for you, the people of Israel, right? Now, that's what they were supposed to do. And so it goes on. Let's jump forward to um, Joshua 4 and 21 actually no i want to go to joshua 4 and 15 then the lord spoke to joshua saying command the priests who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the jordan right again talking about the importance of that testimony bring the ones that that bore the ark that carried the ark that have that testimony that know of it right bring them up so even in the last book that i talked about revelations 
Test, it talks about the importance of those with testimony from the beginning of the 66. Oh, I like to call them the mighty powerful 66 books from the beginning of it all the way. And it closes out even in Revelations talking about the importance of those with testimony. Now, let's look here. Let's jump down to Joshua 4 and 20. And those 12 stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land for the Lord, your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord, your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us when he did that for Moses until we had crossed over. 24, Joshua 4 and 24, powerful passage, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever powerful, powerful testimony. He wanted them to go back, to be able to tell the story, to be able to give their testimony, right? Let's look at here. And now somewhere in there, so we look at three and four, they cross the Jordan, they have the story, they're supposed to tell their testimony, right? Now let's look, go here. Now I want to move over to Judges uh, 2, and I want to start at one, Judges uh, chapter two, and let's look at verses one and two. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land, which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? And then if we jump to Judges uh, chapter two and seven, so, um, and then it talks about, so basically the Lord gets them in line. So they start doing what they're supposed to do. So the people, they served, uh, served the Lord all the days of Joshua, right? All the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, everything that he had done for the people of Israel. They kept telling the testimony. They continued to tell the story, right? Now, somewhere in between Joshua and then Judges 2, Something went a little awry here because if we look at, you know, Joshua chapter four, it presents the dynamic truth. You write that hope of the future, right? Is based on memories of the past. He continued to tell them, you know, there's several verses throughout there. Remember the stones when they come and ask what these stones are for. This is what you tell them. You tell them this God, we were, we were able to cross the Jordan, your ancestors, your people, we were able to come across because of these stones. That's what they're for, right? So it gives, it tells us that hope gives meaning to the present, right? This, and when, and when we live this way, it gives us hope for the future that's based on memories of the past. When we look back at everything that God has done for us in the past, we're able to look back at those stones, to look back at those scars, to go back through those memories and be like, Ooh, Lord, 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 you helped me cross that Jordan. 
You got me over that hump, right? You got me through it, right? It also gives us memory of what God has done for us again in the past, what he does for us today. And, and one of the most exciting things to me is what he will continue to do for us in the future, right? So the question is, what happens when the stones are forgotten? What happens when we forget our stones, right? What happens when we stop telling our story? What happens if we hold it back? Well, the answer to that is in Judges 2 and 10. Let's look at it here. Judges 2 and 10. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, and another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done in Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. So what's that say right there? Sometime in between when he gave the instruction to continue telling the stories, keep these rocks to show how I brought you uh, across the Jordan, show, you know, to be able to glorify my name, tell of my mighty works, right? The way I brought you over that Jordan, somewhere in between that, the story, I guess, lost its own, you know, because here it clearly says when all that generation, when they had long went on to be with the ancestors, right? Another generation came after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work that he had done. So the importance of continuing to tell the story, don't let it lose its fizzle. Don't let it lose its oomph. Continue to tell it because clearly somebody stopped telling the story or they may have came in and said, well, what's these rocks here? Um, great grandma oh, it's just some rocks that your great grandmama had you know they just it was something about you know they got across the jordan or something oh it's just some rocks you know it can't uh-uh it can't be like that because we see clearly what happens in joshua uh what is that two I mean, Judges chapter 2 and verse 10, when all of that previous generation that continued to tell, because clearly it got lost somewhere. I mean, that's what this passage is telling me. Something was missed. Something was forgotten. Something wasn't spoken of, right? So we have to tell our story, our testimony, why each of us has a unique story, right? Their story was unique. I can't go anywhere throughout, uh, throughout these books and find anybody else that was there where the water was stopped so they could cross the Jordan that same way with the rocks. I can't find anywhere else. Moses' story was unique. I can't find anywhere else where the Red Sea was parted for them to come through. So just that same way, right, Mel, we can't afford to stop telling our story. Our story is unique. There may be other people, right? When I started putting together my book, when I started saying, well, there's so many people out there already saying that they've been through abuse. They've been through bullying. They've been through many, many years of molestation. You know, my story doesn't matter. Each of us has a unique story and you have to tell it. You have to, you have no choice but to. Uh, Judges 2 and 10 tells us and shows why we have to continue to tell it, right? God's word, even in his word, it tells us to, as believers to share our testimonies, to share our hopes with believers, non-believers, right? Even the semi-believers, people in between, tell your story, right? You're a resource for others, right? And if we look here, um, Joshua 
2 and 11. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals, right? Your message is a sign for those assigned to you. Exactly. And, and you have to remember that. There's so many people. And, and that was one of the things I had to constantly remind myself of as I'm going through constructing the book, putting it together. But this is my story. This is Torah's story. Yes, there's tons of, you know, and that was at the height of the, the Me Too movement. You know, when I'm getting ready to bring this book out, right? No one can tell it like you. You tell your story. You are a resource for others. Your story may help somebody else that feels like, well, you know what? I just may as well drink my life away. There's no way I can come out of this. I may as well continue to keep gambling, but your story, you may be, you are a resource for them. Whatever it is that you've been through, it's a stone to keep as a reminder and marker your stones, your testimony, your Jordan crossing. Tell it, tell it, tell it, and tell Tell it, you know, if your throat gets sore, if you get tired of telling it, record it on an audio. So all you got to do is hit play and hold it up, right? Put it in a book form. Start your blog. There are so many ways, right? And, and, and it's showing, you know, about how God worked in your past that can encourage someone that's going through that exact same thing, right? God uses us as his hands and feet. He comes in, imparts his spirit into us. It's up to us as the hands, as the feet to be able to go out and reach people, to be able to touch their hearts, inspire them with our stories and give them the courage to speak up and tell their testimony, to tell of their Jordan crossing, to tell, this is what these rocks come from. This is what these scars come from. This is how I got this wound, right? Look what God did for me. Look where I stand now. That's what it's for. Again, your story is that key because so many people I've talked about many times how I felt like I was locked in that prison behind that wall of shame, blame, and guilt. This is the umpty time. I've heard this message today. Okay, God, I hear you. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Come on, Holy Spirit. Hey, woo-wee. Thank you. I love, you know, seeing that because again, Natasha, that gives me the confirmation that I'm on the right track, that I was obedient and delivering the message that he gave because in all honesty, I had a different one. And Mel, oh, I love when my mail is, mail is always here with me, but it, it was coming down to the wire and I'm like, I have to find um, this last part. And it was judges two and 10, man. I'm like, I have to have this last part. This is the word that he wants me to put together, but I can't bring it home uh, until I find this, this specific scripture that I need to, to bring this thing home. And I found that it was judges two and 10. My, my, Natalie crew. This is a blessing right here. Natalie is in the building. I love it. I love it. Mm, mm, mm. But thank you so much for that, Natasha. Again, it just gives me, makes me happy, you know, and just gives me saying, man, whoo, thank you, Lord. I was obedient as I always strive to be, right? And your testimony can help people also remove that excess baggage, carry a little bit of that weight until them themselves can shake their shoulders, hold their heads up, put their chest out and say, you know what? I don't need to carry this baggage anymore. Go back probably about 30 broadcasts. And I, and I came on the broadcast and I had all these bags stacked up, you know, bags around my neck and each one had a label on it. Anger, bitterness, uh, unforgiveness, um, 
uh, divorce. I mean, each each one. I probably had about 15, 20 bags stacked and carrying on me. And I even had a big old suitcase with a couple of labels on it. Talking about that baggage, your testimony may help somebody leave some of that baggage. Worst case scenario, until they're strong enough to take it all off on themselves, to begin to take their own hands and feet and, and remove those things and step out of that pain or whatever it is that they feel like they're the only one dealing with because that's often the case. But then hearing your testimony, they're like, oh, somebody else is going through this. I can relate. I can understand. Okay, let me take a little bit of this off so I can walk forward, right? And the more you tell your testimony, it continues to always glorify God, right? And the more you deliver that testimony and given him, the more he will continue to do his works in you, which creates what? More testimonies. And as I put this together, you remember that one, Mel? Uh, I may have to go back and run that one back through on like a replay so it'll bump up in, uh, in the recent ones, the ones on excess baggage. You know what? I may do that this weekend, right? And, and as I was putting this together, again, coming down to the wire because I completely changed it. I told you guys the Holy Spirit does that sometimes. He's like, er, stop the presses. I see how the uh, New York Times and them big newspapers feel when a breaking story and they're like, stop the presses. And they like, we just did all of, and that's what it was today. Stop the presses. I need you to talk about testimony and stones today, right? And, and, and as I put this together, it reminded me, Mama Moses always comes in and she always, you know, um, comments and says, you know, man, look how Torah's grown. Look how Torah's moved forward. But I can only say, but God, God continues to do his work in me as I continue to tell my testimony and glorifying his name, saying how he brought me out of the fear that, you know, kept me crippled a lot of times, scared to speak up from being bullied. Hey, there's my mother Clark. I love you, mother Clark. Um, you know, scared to speak up, scared of my own shadow from being bullied from, um, elementary school, pretty much up to my junior year of high school, you know, as I've told you guys before, until I got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then I just started swinging deuces on anybody that was in the way, right? True story, right? That's exactly what happened. But, you know, continuing to uh, tell that story and move forward from that. And then also looking back and saying, man, look how the story, you know, each time I tell how God brought me out of the fear from the bullying and I continue to tell the story of, uh, and once I added it up, I said, man, that was a lot of years starting from uh, six and a half, you know, going into right about the age of seven up to 16 and a half of molestation. That's a lot of years. And when I added it up uh, the other day, I was like, man, I think that was what, like 18, about 18, almost 18. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. And then you stack the bullying on top of the molestation and then being raped just before getting ready to head off to college at the time when everybody's excited. But I stand and tell that testimony and then saying, okay, after, you know, I've seen nothing but disappointment, you know, a father that I knew that loved me, but would make promises. And I'd be sitting on the curb to the street light came on. And then, you know, my grandma saying, come on in, baby, he ain't coming. Mississippi mosquitoes biting, but I'm still waiting. So seeing nothing and feeling nothing but disappointment from men, the molestation, the rape, you know, the bullying, 
and everything. And then with, you know, again, I say a father that I knew that loved me, but he had things of his own, you know, so he could, he wasn't there the way that he needed to be for me. Right. So seeing all of that, feeling that, and then saying, well, you know, I don't need anything to do with men. So then going into the homosexual lifestyle from 19 up until, and I added that up, that was another almost 20 years of that, but being able to stand here and say, God clearly came to me testifying and telling my story he was like child it's time for you to come home this is not your life I need you to look back in those memories of the past I need you to remember those rocks that you continue to avoid those rocks that you don't want to pick up those rocks that you don't want to acknowledge they're in your path for a reason and I need you to go back and remember why you went through all of that I need you to remember it so I can show you your purpose why you had to go through all of that so I could break you and bend you and mold you and make you into what I need you to do in order to glorify my name and speak of my works and to come to me and say, child, it's time to come home. It's time, it's time to come out of that lifestyle. It's time to give all of that hatred, all of that unforgiveness, all of the shame, blame, guilt, everything. I mean, I was just a bucket of emotions, just waiting to boil over on anybody that looked at me wrong, touched me wrong, or said something to me wrong. I'm telling y'all, hot mess and even a word that described me and on top of living in sexual sin for all of those years right you went from tour to tornado with a testament come on now and my friend uh may she rest in peace that gave me that name um she she started saying you know every time you come around it seems a storm starts brewing how about i call you tornado so that's how i ended up with that name and she was also actually the one you guys may have heard me talk about in previous broadcasts that from hearing me start to tell my story, she had never even told her parents before they passed away. I was the first person that she told at almost 70 years old that the best friend and entrusted neighbor of her parents started molesting her at the age of four up until they moved to a different neighborhood when she turned seven. I was the first and only person that she had ever finally gotten the courage to speak up to. So you never know how long someone's been sitting in a prison, how long they've been overwhelmed, feeling less than. And those rocks, right? Those same ones that the people, when you look in Judges 2 and 10, that they forgot about, you know, and as it says here, and they told them um, back in Joshua, continue to tell them about these rocks, the 12 stones, right? And they get in and everything's going good. Then Joshua passes away, right? At 110 years old. And then it jumps down and says, when that new generation came along, they did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Don't let that be the case with your testimony, right? And I want to insert in and be be sure and say, you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be low points. There aren't going to be new storms. Storms will continue to come. But once you start working through them, you're able to better navigate, start telling that story. And when something comes at you, instead of shaking in fear, you dodge and you move on. You dodge and you move on. You brush it off and say, I, I got this because I remember the stones. I remember the stones. You look back and say, God brought me through that. Mm, okay. I got through that joy. 
Jordan. Now, okay, I can cross this right here. That's what it's for. Don't lose focus as they did, right? And let it come to a lap. Continue to tell your story. Tell it so much that when you've expired, when the Lord has said it's time to come to the upper room, people continue to tell your story long after you are gone, right? And I had a list of people and I said, you know what? I'm not even going to insert those names because even with me just saying that, you can think of people to where I speak about them and tell their story. Matter of fact, I was talking about somebody who lived back in 1517 earlier and the impact that this man still has on the world today. The impact that he still has got me going hunting for books back from 1517, right? So tell your story. Tell your Jordan River crossing story. Tell about those stones. Tell about those wounds. Tell your story. And you keep telling it so much until it continues to live on. As I said, put it in a book. Put it in a blog form. Start it in a podcast, you know? And a lot of people say, well, I don't, like I used to say, I ain't trying to preach. I ain't trying to pastor. I ain't trying to run a ministry. Ministries come in many, many different forms, right? And now I look at this and see, um, you know, the impact that I have on lives. And I say, but God, thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to see this. You know, when I sat and thought, man, who is my story going to help? The way you may think, well, I don't think you, who is my, somebody out there needs to hear your voice. They need to hear your story. They are assigned to you. Continue to tell your story. Don't let it get lost in translation. When that next generation comes along, let them know your story. Have somebody in line to pass it along so they can come across it. Again, think about the many people right now that still influence us today, and we're telling their story for them. We're being the hands and feet. We're telling stories of miraculous things that they've done that still glorify God, right? Matter of fact, we can look back at the 66 books. I'm sitting here talking about the people of Israel from way back. That again proves it in itself. Thank you for that one, Holy Spirit. All right, that's my message for you guys tonight. Testimony, tell it. Don't forget the stones. Do not forget your stones. Put them there. Be proud of them. Show them to everybody that you can show them to. And again, tell your story so much till long after you've expired, you are no longer, you've returned to the dust of this earth, right? You've taken that last breath. Your story will live on and continue to inspire, encourage, and provide others with hope and healing, right? that next generation that's coming up, it greatly needs it. Just turn on the news if you don't believe me. Just look through social media at the things that we see. Your story, your testimony may turn somebody in that generation around to a different way. It may, the same way with mine, it may be somebody that's sitting there because like I said, it was just as hard coming out of the closet the second time and telling people, I've been living, a, this is not my lifestyle. Mm-mm, this is not for me. Uh, no, no, this is not for me. This is why I turned to this. This is why I did not want anything to do with men. This is, the Lord did not ordain a divine me. This is part of my assignment to live out my life this way. Somebody may be sitting out there saying, man, she did it. I can do it. 
it is possible, you know, to be able to look back and tie the pieces together, right? That's my message for you guys tonight. I love you guys. And I, as I always close it out, walk good, do good, be good. Tornado, I'm out. Keep telling your story. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.